and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, best club in Germany, best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show that is at HEFPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash HEFPod is our Facebook page where we have all the latest new episode drops. And all the in- latest news on Eintracht in the English language can be found there. You can email the podcast. That is Frankfurt at gmail.com. We also have <laughs> our rather new uh, Discord uh, channel where you can actually chat with us. Uh, live uh, during our recording sessions. You can listen in uh, and tell us if we're blowing hot, we're blowing cold, if we're <laughs> letting some people off easy, or if we're being a little too harsh. Uh, just search Hey Eintracht Frankfurt Podcast uh, for the Discord channel to be found there. There's also, uh, we send out the link occasionally uh, via our Twitter feed as well. And to stop me from kind of rambling here, I'm going to bring everyone uh, back into the fold as we have the full panel ready, at the ready. Uh, in the Midwest, there's Nathan and St. Louis. Hey, Brian. What's up? Oh, you know, just living that Midwest uh, uh, pre-summer life, you know, in the middle of this uh, pandemic, you know, dealing with, you know, local governors who seem to contradict themselves. Uh, you and I both know exactly who we're doing. Whom we are referring. If you can't, I guess you can't hear me shaking my head, but yeah. I'm trying to. person laughing in the background. Uh, We have have Roman in Germany, but more importantly, Roman in Bad Fibel. Exactly. How's it going, everyone? Happy to be here on the podcast again. Drinking my apple wine, seeing you guys, which is also super cool. I know that everyone who's listening, you guys cannot see us, but we can see each other. That's already pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you Not know the problem? 21st century. And the problem about the whole coronavirus thing is like nobody knows anything anyways, you know? So the biggest problem is, and I'm not going any sides here, but nobody knows shit, right? It's so new. This virus is four months old. And, you know, that's why, you know, and the problem is actually, you know, the biggest problem is in the world. And I've, and the older you get, the know you more that everyone is the same person, right? Even the smartest people are like still on a very similar level to yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like I used to be like when I was a child, I was always thinking, oh my God, these like famous people, they were like gods, you know? And um, and you're like, oh my God, their knowledge and all the experience that they have and this and that. And the more older you get, the more you know, ah, they're just people, you know? I mean, even like the smartest ones, like I have some good friends of mine in, in the Silicon Valley, you know, Stanford professors and whatever, you know, they're like super cool and nice but you know obviously they have capabilities that i don't even come close to but still they don't know more than their studies show them you know what i mean like you just know what you know you don't know what you don't know and um and and i think that's with the corona like nobody knows everyone is just guessing and you know there are like evidences here that might make you turn that way and the other makes you that but nobody knows so the minute somebody says they know don't listen to it that's always what i go you know if people keep it broad and we think and i believe that's 
Oh, we have a theory that. Now that's all that what we have. I can agree with that, Roman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the more I know, the more I know I don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. but let's get away from our governments kind of contradicting themselves because, you know, we could go down that wormhole and not talk too much about the Eintracht or the Bundesliga as the Bundesliga has seen other leagues uh, say, you know what, we're calling a halt, uh, halt to all this. So, League 1 and the Eredivisie of uh, the Netherlands have called a halt to their league. The Bundesliga is still playing to return in May. Uh, playing Geisterspiele just to make sure that the TV money, the last amount, the last kind of portion of the TV money for this season gets paid out because, you know, clubs in the second division, you know, as the TV contracts for the Bundesliga are linked with the second division, you know, uh, it really is more keeping the second division really alive. And a couple first division clubs have said, yes, more prominently, probably uh, Paderborn has said, yeah, without this last bit of TV money, we won't be able to to make it, which is kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. If you think about it, you would think that a small club like that right. would uh, keep things nice and tidy. I mean, Darmstadt literally used the Bundesliga while spending no money on their team to do large-scale infrastructure kind of investments that, you know, have paid off for them. I guess you could say in the long, it will pay off for them in the long term, but um, it's kind of a crazy moment in the world. Roman, you wanted to jump right on in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean that, that's the problem with with uh, soccer teams as well, and that has always been the same case. You know, most of them play plan like from day to day, right? Every dollar that they get, they spend, right? You don't mm-hmm. really, uh, I mean, Frankfurt has been let's say the the second time in 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 history, so to say, you know, like actually since Bruchang started maybe a little bit earlier, where we have a little cushion in general, but most teams don't have cushions and don't have anything, you know, like and. I mean, how can you? You know, in this competitive environment, right. if you're Werder Bremen and you're doing this stupid relegation uh, stuff every year, you're not going to accumulate money. And then people are going to say, like, wait a second, why don't you invest some in players and then uh, then maybe get out of this misery? And that's the that's the pitfall where many teams just fall in because it's you you and that's what Frankfurt can, right? So we made a hundred and twenty million now with. Uh, uh, Jovic, Haller, um, and maybe with um, Rebic if we get some money out of that thing. But, you know, this money can be blown in three, four years and we're like back to start, right? That's the problem with soccer. Like there's no way of of, of really planning success, right? Because like, yeah, it can happen to anyone. There's a lot to gamble on. And I, I, I feel like year over year, a lot of smaller clubs and like you said this recycles every every time there's some sort of financial crisis or war or something you know the smaller clubs fail because they don't have any money because they spend it all because they operate as like not-for-profits basically they're they're there for their fans and they want to put everything back into it and like you said they want success yeah yeah yeah, Everyone I mean, wants success. And, you know, like you were kind of talking, using Werder Bremen as an example, Werder Bremen, the only Bundesliga club that is 100% just membership owned. There is someone that all at the other 17 clubs uh, who has more than just their one membership share 
in the club and whilst that is great in terms of keeping them with the 50 plus one rule and you know adhering to that to the very end it has meant that they have very very much left themselves open to a moment where hey if the tap of money gets turned off you know they will get in trouble and they have been in relegation trouble for many seasons you know in the uh you know in the in the early 2000s they had their double winning season and they were constantly playing in the champions league and they were able to make the uefa cup uh the predecessor to the europa league they were able to make the final there you know fast forward a full decade and now they're in another relegation scrap we in a previous episode uh talked about uh, that relegation survival versus eintracht where actually there uh, it was it was almost like a playoff to not play in the relegation playoff and they escaped that and they've been for the most part kind of having a coach only last a year to a year and a half and they've been on this constant cycle and they haven't been able to kind of sustain themselves as a mid-table team and once you sustain yourself as a mid-table team the way the Bundesliga TV money is doled out is based on your average performance per year so that's why for example Bayern and Dortmund have so much way more TV money than anyone else in the Bundesliga because they're always in the top four winning titles winning things playing in Champions League that then is additional income which a certain team that represents is represented by a certain fizzy drink that shall be renamed, <laughs> shall not be named, uh, is in the same category because they have well, what they cheated the system. That's <laughs> going off the deep end on that one, but that is allowed by not finding relegation and constantly firing your coach, firing the support staff because, you know, hey, you get survived this year and then you get players that that, that coach wanted. The next coach is more than likely not going to want those players and those players are just going to be collecting uh, empty paychecks. And it's a vicious cycle that Haas Val was in forever and they finally fell down and now they're having trouble getting back up. And to be honest, if... Like, the way that the season and everything has played out, one can only assume that this giant of the Bundesliga might go down and stay down for a very long yep. time to come and, or just become a, an elevator club, a yo-yo club. Um, yeah. I'm forgetting the chummer face. Because it sometimes can just like be to one person, right, that's responsible. And, like, even in with Eintracht Frankfurt, like, for me, like, the day Ben Manga leaves, you know, I don't know what Frankfurt will be, right? I think, like, all the money mm -hmm. that we made in the past couple of years, for me, they're like a Ben Manga account, um, um, you know, I mean... 100%. And 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 if somebody else gets somebody like and I don't I think it's replicable so to say right so I don't think uh, it's it's a one thing and but you know this can shape uh, an era of of a club you know the right leadership the right scouting uh, with the right eyes with the right possibilities and you know even with Mainz you could see that right with Heidel and with Klopp and the, even like with after That's Klopp true. with Tuchel you know they were really able to 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 build something and like the minute one two of these uh, little building blocks you know fall away now suddenly it's a totally different different club right so it can always happen to anyone um, and uh, yeah, I hope it's going to happen to Bayern at some point. <laughs> I still have the hopes, up, but I mean, on the other hand, you know, as we say in Germany, 
or in German, der Teufel scheißt immer auf den dicksten Haufen, right? The devil shits on the biggest pile. Uh, um, you know, that's, that's, that's usually the, the problem, you know? One of my favorite proverbs, right? Because it's so true. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so that's why Bayern, you know, is in safe because they got the devil shitting on their pile. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I, Ain't that the truth? We're going to be referencing this one for a while yet. <laughs> you should. You can use it oh. for everything, like in politics, you know, in, 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 you know, economy, you know, like if I were, um, you know, look at, look at Amazon, Google and all these scuffers, you know, like, you know, they're just, you know, even now, now we have the crisis and fucking who benefits, you know, same dudes. You know, same guys, <laughs> right? Right? You're like, fuck, you know, why not you know somebody else? Why not the struggling company? Um, there was about a, I mean, there, it's happening as well, you know. But you know, it's like <laughs> ridiculous. You know, devil always shits. The pile the just biggest keeps pile. getting bigger. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh golly! Uh, so we've kind of we've we've been beating this horse pretty dead. In addition to other things. Uh, Let's get back to kind of, <laughs> if we can, just a little second to Eintracht and kind of the way that the season is kind of headed, you know, wanting to put, well, the Ghost Games side. We have uh, six total players that will be at the end of their contract uh, on uh, June 30th. Now, granted, mm. uh, there has been an extension of that deadline from FIFA saying that, hey, you can have an additional month, you know, you just have to oh, negotiate great. with the player in terms of, yeah, uh, you have an additional <laughs> month's time to kind of work with the player who's then going to be, uh, you know, uh, out of contract at that point. And so there are a grand total of four, uh, four players that are, uh, I would say, top in first teamers. Uh, that are purchase that are in this fold and i'll kind of bring over the four there are two who are uh under 20 who uh, are on contracts to the eintracht so a little bit different uh sort of uh setup but you have marco rules uh Gerson fernandez jonathan de guzman and makoto hasebe uh, each of those guys have kind of been well. Uh, with Marco Rosa and Hasebe, they definitely have been kind of on a year-by-year basis, been getting and receiving uh, that next level of uh, that next contract, uh, kind of that's in the wheelhouse for them. And so it's yeah. something that I think each of those guys is coming very much to the end of. I think a little bit more with Fernandez, maybe it is a little bit more at the end for him. But maybe he's got another year in him. Though some of the mistakes he has made uh, have uh, driven me up a wall. That's needless to say. And then you have Jonathan De Guzman, who's been a long-term injury, and only now back to fitness, getting linked to making a return, uh, making uh, the travels uh, to renating on any contract in Europe, and actually coming to Major League Soccer, our side of uh, the world. And so. Looking at all four of these right. guys, I see Hasebe is still a day-to-day greater, you know, contributor to the Eintracht team and one that can provide greater con- uh, contributions for at least one more season than any of the other four. Marco Rosa's just been out too long, and I think the yeah, I think not at this get point it's time anymore. I mean, that, exactly. that ship has yeah. sailed. He's the kind of guy yeah. who might see action in your first round of the Pokal when you play against a. 
more than more often than not a team from the regional league or further down and yeah. even then you're usually putting a more first team lineup out there just so that you are ready come uh match day one yeah yeah i don't see him coming back per se off the top of my head i i mean he i did one of his last starts was a pokal match wasn't it i think so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Hit hit Matt Hasebe has the strongest chance obviously of coming I back. Agree. I And he's going to stay anyways because uh, of the whole Japan connection, you know. They want to mm-hmm. they they want to build something mm-hmm. in Japan with him and uh say, um, yeah. But and has him as a former captain, yeah, totally worth building a bridge though. I would almost say that maybe keep him on at, in a coaching capacity and looking at Daichi Kamada hmm. as really the future of the team in terms of uh, the connection to uh, our Japanese fan base. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think it's a shoe in for him to go into coaching where he decides to go into coaching is the question. Um, I would imagine at home, he'd probably find a place within the, the national Japanese football team, uh, being a former captain there too. Um, I, I, I would love him to stay for him to stay, but I also see another person probably sliding into at least administration, maybe not coaching. I'm not sure, but Marco Roos, um, going into some type of role too, like that. Yeah. That's, that's the toughest part about football, right? It's like, what do you do with your, and I mean, Bayern has going through these, uh, these examples as well, right? With Boateng, with Müller, with Schweinsteiger, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's a typical thing. What do you do with your great players that did a lot for your club, but you know, it's, they cannot keep the same level. It's the toughest thing in team building right. that I can imagine. And the best thing is like, maybe, you know, maybe some of them are important for the team per se, right? We're saying, okay. Yeah. But I, with, with Russ, for example, I don't even think he's going to be valuable for 20 more minutes, you know? And, and this is harsh to say because obviously I haven't seen him play uh, for, for a year. So I have no idea about this. But at some point, you know, you... Uh, what do you do? And and I wouldn't even know what to do, right? Do you do you send them? A, because it doesn't mean that they're bad players, right? God no, you know, Gus would probably be an amazing player for Bremen, you know, or like um, Hasebe maybe would be, you know, able to to do magic for the HSV, right? I mean, you know what I mean, like, but just like because they're don't. Gus yeah. could probably run for like two to four seasons here in Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer has been proven as a league that now is not, you know, like a, you know, your second division of Portugal level competition. It's, I would say, you know, that middling European level of competition for a league. And that's a league that he could then, as a uh, born and raised Canadian, he could then play in front of his, you know, you know, his relatives, his family, his brother is a coach there and was a legend mm-hmm. for the Canadian national team. And Jonathan, yep. despite the fact that Jonathan, you know, chose to represent Holland, Even though, give me a little, uh, like, because I don't know a lot about the Major League Soccer, but what I, I heard of uh, American soccer is still very fast-paced, right? Yeah, and it's very it fast-paced. It's very um, robust in a way. You know, in America, you guys don't like if somebody gets a little stumble and then you fall over and pretend you know you just died you know you don't like the whole pretending this and or put it this way in american soccer 
you don't li- you don't like to slow it's down physical. the game. It's physical. Yeah, yeah, you like to, you like mm-hmm. uh, and which is good. I love that too, right? So if there's one thing about American soccer that I like, it's fast paced. It Americans don't hate this whole oh my god, it hurts and oh, you know it's like really boom go get it and welcome to Frankfurt, you know. <laughs> so if you yeah. And Jonathan DeGuzman might even be happy like with the money that he has made in his playing career that, remember, uh, now I published this to our Facebook page, uh, Rob Friend, a former Eintracht player uh, during <laughs> our Zweitliga days, uh, he has utilized his money in terms of setting up uh, one of the many former Canadian international players to set up a club in the Canadian Premier League that played its first year last season. Perhaps he says, you know, I'm going to call it a career, but I believe that I have the knowledge that's going to allow for me to, to set up a club that will be able to participate in the Canadian totally. yeah. uh, division. And he, they will look to him as an owner. And he's, Rob Friend has already mm. talked about this uh, in his interview with Transfermarkt, which you can see posted to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Uh, he talked about how they're looking for that next Alfonso Davies, and they're looking to give the opportunity to a young Canadian or a young non-Canadian so that they can pursue their dream of playing soccer, whether that be there in Canada or, you know, hey, maybe you get a chance at Ghent in Belgium or a PSV Eindhoven and the mm-hmm. Eredivisie. You know, you just never know where your travels might take you. And maybe mm-hmm. that's something that he thinks that he can provide, uh, having played in the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Serie A, and the Eredivisie. Just throwing out all sorts of random stuff to where we could possibly put him in at. And, you know... Uh, he's then definitely, of course we he's got definitely our... going to be good enough for many <laughs> many teams, right? Yeah. No doubt about it. But yeah, like, what do you do? Like, do you get rid of him? And I not rid rid is the wrong get rid of is the wrong uh, way to say it. Let but I go. think I think the question is, yeah, do you do you wanna do you wanna say the same what they did with Alex Meyer? You know, go. We understand that you want to play more in, more in other teams. Go and then you can come back, maybe or maybe not. But on the other hand, you can't open up to all your players forever, right? At some point, you just got to make dude. You got a contract for three yeah. years. Now go, right? Because like most of the time, it's the other way around, right? Most of the time, the people say like, "Oh, I get more money over there. Uh, thank you for nothing, and I'm I'm off," right? <laughs> um, so now, from time to time, we get to feel make the decision of making people go. And maybe we just have to do it, you know, as bad as it sounds. Yep. And even with Alex yeah. Meyer, so many people were like, oh, my God, he did so much for Frankfurt. It's like, yeah, but ah, this is business, you know, this is not. Exactly. Frank Ribéry had a, was told, hey, we're not going to renew your contract. And at the same at the same time as they told Aaron Robin, this is just using Byron as an example. And mm. Robin was just like, you know what? I'm not going back to the Eredivisie. I'm just calling it a day. And Frank Ribery went to Fiorentina in the Serie A, and you know, yeah, uh, they have, you know, he's done whatever, and I'm pretty sure now he's probably like, you know, I've been sitting on my butt too long, and I got these older legs. Who knows? Maybe their mindset will have changed uh, as coronavirus has just kind of kept them out of playing shape for so long, and. But uh, I don't. Also, I don't think they yeah. need uh, um, Corona support. I doubt that. So <laughs> I think they'll 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 survive um, even without the the PPP. Was it? Yeah, payment protection plan. Yeah. Yep. I think they can. <laughs> <laughs> 
they can just yeah i don't think they're taking unemployment yeah they're not taking unemployment like other maybe people. they do you know this I'll... it's still smart to, i mean that's the thing right and that's what they did in the, in the hockey like in german hockey um all the players would still do unemployment because you get six in germany you get 60 percent for six months of your of your last salary there's a cap so it's not you know crazy but you know it's money that you know, so why not during the winter month? That's what they used to do in the winter month uh, or the summer wow. month, where they weren't contracted. You know, they were unemployed, would co would collect unemployment money, and then start again at a new team. You wow. know, so um, it's a old old story. You know, because like you know, it's sixty grand a year, have or not have. You know, so <laughs> right. <laughs> there you wow. go. And yeah, uh, I'll say this. I feel I know that you 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 positioned it a specific way but i i don't know i i think that the the way they treated alex meyer on the way out was like almost criminal yeah okay um, yeah we can we can talk about the way how i would agree totally yes. yeah 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 i know i know but yeah like but i'm saying i don't want that to happen to anybody else so hopefully they they whatever they do however they treat this you know even if they're out the door and they don't want to negotiate with them you know at least yeah. thank them for all they did and, you know, build it up a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's their job. <laughs> so before we get into hashtag what are we drinking, I saw a, a link on the bullynews.com. Uh, they listed off the top 20 uh, players in the Bundesliga in terms of, like, cl clocking speed uh, hmm. for players in the Bundesliga. Some were on Union Berlin, some on Paderborn. Basically... Most of the clubs had someone on Makes that sense. list, but there was no Eintracht players. I would have thought that Kostic would have been on there for sure. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't last year. Wasn't he clocked as the fastest in the Bundesliga? I thought it was Da Costa, and that's and that's why I was kind of surprised that you know either him and Da Costa really hasn't featured this much for this season. Maybe that's uh, why he was kind of omitted from this list. But it got me to thinking. Is that something that we're going to want to start recruiting for, you know, the 2021 Bundesliga season? Or whenever we technically hmm. get restarted with the, the season, with our the next up season, is that something that we need That's to find? Because, I mean, if we found a super speeder, you know, in our youth ranks, well, we don't really kind of, we haven't been bringing through a young youth team former U19 guys who are then signed Ooh. to senior contracts, they don't really kind of progress beyond. And it's almost like, you know, they're just taking up space, fulfilling the, you know, the domestic player quota. And I don't know. It, it seems to be something that with the way that Hutter plays that, you know, having at least one guy that's, you know, on the top 15, top 10 might be something that we want to take a look at. Well, if history, recent history is any, suggestion um you know you said uh da costa i said costage <laughs> we were both wrong but they're very fast people it was rabich ah. so it it has treated his system well to have very fast a very fast striking especially yeah. for someone who who uh has that counter uh built into you know your your offense you need speed. how did i blindedly well, forget true. And, you know there, there is no goalkeeper there is no goalkeeper <laughs> but, the, but the yeah but there was also the other point behind, i was gonna make you know, so you know that's easy <laughs> I, I'll, I'll probably run faster than Mats Hummels. <laughs> 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 Uh, 
Um, the other point I was trying, I was going to make is I feel, I feel like my gut instinct with these sorts of lists is that there's typical outliers, but the devil shit piles, <laughs> they usually have a few. And then it's the Patterborns that will have a few that, yeah, the reason why that they're doing their thing, you know, it's always the, it's going to be the bottom and the top. Yeah. Typically is your answers there. Yeah, totally. Uh, but- at least with the one sign that we have that we know who's coming uh, to the Eintracht next year. Um, the player, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Frank oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh player who is at a uh, Sparta Rotterdam, not a, Fe- a Feyenoord Rotterdam's the big, uh, the big club in that uh, city of the three big giants of the Dutch league. And he, you know, banged in a good few goals. He doesn't have a lot of speed either. So um, you might want to think about. So do you guys think we would, we would, players. We would okay. we would benefit if they would quit the league right now if they would do the Paris thing in Germany. Do you think we would Frankfurt would benefit from that? Hmm, it's a good question. Because now when you think about okay assigning new players, like for me it's like for me and that's for me soccer or watching football and and is like so far away from reality. Um, and I maybe I hope I'm totally wrong, right? So I hope they start on May 9th, right? But or whenever that's the plan, or 16th. But it's like we we have we're playing a shit season right now, right? That's um, that's for sure. Putting it lightly. Putting it lightly. I mean, wait, wait a sec. There's still the DFB because this one we should finish. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we can still. Yeah, we still. We just got to quit go the to league. And, Let's do it. You know, there's not going to be any fans behind the Bayern. That is our savior. There's no fans behind the Bayern, so you know. And here's the thing again. You know, do we? Berlin and boom, and then you know what? Do we benefit? Saarbrücken right. Or Leverkusen. Yeah. I mean, if the whole ghost game shit goes on. That is mm-hmm. the the I would say almost the only chance we have against Bayern is it because we're playing at the Allianz Arena and we know mm-hmm. that in the Allianz Arena you know Bayern is almost undefeatable. They're, they're they are very tough. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And since if they do not have any people, that's the one chance that we have, right? Because it's they're not going to be, be pushed by their little light show and their little. People, you know, who wave flags that get fifty bucks an hour, and you know, um, and there, there's going to be the T-Mobile weirdos are not the T dudes are not going to be there. You know, <laughs> it's, they're going to be so dispersed. If even if they make them go, you know, they're going to be so dispersed. They're not. You're not going to be able to see the T, and um, you know, that's our chance. You know, um, in an empty Allianz Arena, maybe we kind of, yeah, who knows? You know, it's one of the theories. Yeah, I mean, I. My, I don't know, my biggest issue, every time somebody brings up how bad we are in Ghost Games, so, you know, recently. It was just one game, um, and, yeah. you know. Like, right, it was one game, and we've had a good history with it, and we've had a lot of experience exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah, the only the, <laughs> and, the and, and these big teams, they do yeah. not. Bayern has they, no they idea. They want that exactly. stadium full. one of yep. three Bundesliga teams who knows what it is like to play in Ghost Match. They played the, the what's that derby between Cologne and Gladbach called? Uh, was, oh, yeah, the Ryan Derby, whatever. Yeah. Ryan Derby. Uh, but yeah. it's no, 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 wait a second. Yeah. It's again, you they know, play, like, they it's not a Derby. Yeah. They played yeah. behind closed doors, and we played behind closed doors, and that's about <laughs> it. Because everyone else has been it. Well, I guess and, Dortmund did play in pairs behind closed doors, but that ended up biting them right in the back in the bum. 
And here's the thing, right? At Bayern, yeah. there are even more people watching a regular practice season, uh, a practice session, you know, than a ghost game usually, right? So, you know, they're not. That could be our our big chance, you know, beating Bayern in the yeah yeah if if it if, if it's ever going to come to it. But yeah, that would be the thing. Even though, yeah, yeah we will see. We'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. Do you indeed. think? Do you think that it will be? How do I ask this? Uh, do you think it'll be played at Allianz, or do you think that they might change the venue based on the ghost game? Because it seems to me like it it's more of a security risk to have a big stadium. It seems up in the air like, to me, and it see they have at least so far the Bundesliga keeps on talking, and the DFB doesn't seem to talk as much. Uh, the Bundesliga DFL seems to think that you know get the Bundesliga matches out of the way, and then you get your cops out. Unless, unless I totally okay. blanked on that, which then, you know, our advantage against Bayern might not be there. Or maybe they'll find a way to kind of bring everything in. It would be nice if we were the first, you know, they just say, hey, you know what, let's get the semifinals out of the way. Maybe we can have, you know, a half-attended final or whatever, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I can. I don't even want to think about how a final with Frankfurt in a ghost game. It's not going to work. I'm telling you, the Frankfurt guys are going to walk to Berlin. <laughs> You know, they can yeah. stop all the trains, they can block all the roads, but there's still going to be, bikes. you know, the little, there's, the there's the path through the woods, you know, that leads to Berlin <laughs> and Frankfurt people are going to take that path, right? And they're just going to... Not going to lie, it actually is probably the most perfect opportunity if we're looking at the other semifinal. I, uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if because of the ghost matches that uh, Neverkusen lives up to their name and uh, FC Saarbrücken from the Regional Liga ends up in the final. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and there's, that would be just hilarious. There's actually another oh, big advantage that Frankfurt supporters have because we know how to go to games so we are not allowed to be. Right, like there's, I think That's there are true. only very few teams That's who true. have that experience. You know, we did the we did Union Berlin back in them days. You know, we did the Library in Arsenal. We did uh, um, Darmstadt I can't even, in Darmstadt. our survival. Exactly, and even like Marseille. You know, yeah. like uh, you know, so we have our supporters have so much experience on going to games where we are not allowed to be that uh, you know the Allianz Arena is going to be in Frankfurt hands, so to say, even though we're not allowed to be there. Right, um, because I don't know. Probably the chef who cooks the meals too for Bayern is going to be a Frankfurt fan. Um, <laughs> you know, that's how yeah, we do. That's how remember, we work. Remember, there was that Eintracht uh, sticker in Neuer's uh, in Neuer's locker, and oh, he's yeah. And oh, not yeah. that anyone's really paying much close attention to Manuel Neuer, <laughs> but you know, he basically <laughs> is trying to get himself a new contract. And he's going to be very disruptive because they seem to want uh, the guy at Schalke to take over for him long term. And Neuer's just like, you know, you want to trust your face in this, you know, two-bit twig? Or do you want to put your faith in someone who's got balls who then gives up a ball to a South Korean and then they score a goal whilst he's, you know, halfway across the field? <laughs> yeah, bit, I mean, if we, Roman, if we, is that is that is that is that too mean? Uh, reliving no. the the Germany versus South Korea game where South Korea then got that goal because Manuel Neuer like came so far beyond the halfway line because he just wanted to help score and then he gave up the ball and voila. 
Yeah, I mean that's just what it what it is, right? This is something that I I don't understand as well. You know what their plan is with the um, uh, with with Nubel. You know, it's like uh, I almost feel sad because um, I think he's a great goalie, but again, too early for Bayern. That's just what I what I what I think. I think it's the stupidest thing he could have done is going to Bayern. True. The same with Fita Ab and even Jan Schlaudraff. You know, name him if you go if oh, you have one good season and you go to Bayern. It's just it's not like going to work out. Or Rode, it's like even. The, it's like in the 90s, Roman, when Bayern and early 2000s, when Bayern became FC Hollywood, and, you know, mediocre players in the Bundesliga would have great seasons, and then Bayern would buy them, and, you know, Bayern would finish barely in uh, Europa Pokal. And, like, you know, Stuttgart, Bremen, Dortmund. Oh, not not Schalke, obviously. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, would be winning, you know, the Bundesliga title, and uh, even Wolfsburg won one once. And yeah, we don't <laughs> mention we, but Brian, please don't yeah. ever mention that again. You know, just like this, those are the things we just do not mention on the podcast. We don't mention uh, well, successes of plastic teams. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, if, uh, so the conspiracy theory around that is basically do I have an aluminum hat? No. So it is basically that Bayern <laughs> buys these players so that others don't get them, right? And no, that's the whole that. point. Because like if Fita up, if Fita, if Fita up would have uh, been going to, I don't know, maybe Borussia Mönchengladbach, right? Or like even Werder Bremen, and you know, like or really go go straight. And then, like the one the. The go-to guy at the hospital as they're going through this Vital Liga, even. Yeah, exactly. So it's way easier for them to uh, buy cheap young players, and if they don't turn out well, well, they don't spend a lot of money on those guys, you know. So for them, it doesn't even doesn't even show up on the balance sheet. And uh, and on the other hand, you know, it doesn't show up on other people's uh, balance sheets as well, you know. So it's not that Schalke now can sell Nübel for. Uh, 30, 40 million to Arsenal or whatnot, right? Um, they basically took it for almost free, uh, uh, you know, and, and and that's why I don't get why they even want to mess with Neuer. You know, they should give Neuer at least one or two years, right? Because we all know goalkeepers and Oliver Kahn, of all the ones, you know, he knows uh, that Manuel Neuer can still perform for a long time. Um, and if he doesn't, then yes, yeah, surprise, you know, um, Nübel plays instead of Neuer, or what I would think is going to happen, they're going to buy another yeah. dude, you know, yeah, and exactly. uh, Nübel is going to, in two years, he's going to go to play for Hanover or something like this, you know, I mean, Nubel there's all these... sounds way too close to Jubel, and I yeah. can always... <laughs> I can always remember, oh, God, Radecki just, you know, just totally trolling uh, Ribéry, because Ribéry was just like, I don't understand... <laughs> yeah, what what is what is he doing? Yeah, right. What is yeah? Let's not talk about him. Uh, he's he's at Neverkusen and Ribéry's in Italy. You know, probably drinking, getting happy, drinking wine, and staying out of France. But you know, I would if I had a face that looked like his. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, knows. we have we have gone a lot longer in segment one than we thought that we would. Uh, it's back to our favorites portion of the podcast it is hashtag what are we drinking uh boys uh what are we drinking roman uh you bring, just bring to light what you got yeah so i got uh for those of you guys who are watching uh yeah i got uh, a good old bag of good apple wine homemade so to say i hand plugged the apples 
I, I, I took each little worm out of the apple before shredding, uh, before shredding uh, the <laughs> apple and juicing it. And I watched my friend um, fermenting. Uh, and yeah, so now I'm, I'm having it uh, in, my, in my good glass. So I have the good Bag of Wiesen apple wine. And here, for if, uh, because we, uh, Brian, uh, also from the Discord, he thought about making apple wine or making wine is so easy. And I mean, Brian in Houston, that is. Yeah, exactly. And like Nathan, as you know about beer, you know, making your own drinks is is an art, but it's also, you know, uh-huh. do it. It's doable. Yeah, just gotta. I think the ingredients are the right things, right? If you got good stuff, it's just matter of time, and that's it. Time. Right. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. So that's what I find. As I get older, I have a. I I care less about time. Brewmaster, Perfect. Nathan, or it goes faster. What passing, passing on to the brewmaster, exactly. <laughs> hmm. uh, I am drinking last year's the uh, Nathan Ho- House of Brower. <laughs> I've been drinking a little bit. Um, Merton, Madsen, very good. Madsen, who doesn't like a Madsen? Um, but the uh, homemade, yeah. right? Homemade beer. Yep, I brewed it last o- August. Oh, so. Sweet. And like I was telling you guys before we got started, uh, Meritzen only gets better with time. So <laughs> I, I, genu- I genuinely believe because the ones that are that year over year win all the awards for the best Meritzens in the world, and all, and typically that's um, Eyinger. Eyinger mm-hmm. must brew at least a year in advance because huh. lagering only makes it cleaner. It makes it just more of a developed palate. It's so good. Um, <laughs> And mine is approaching Eyinger territory, but oh, they're wow. so good. That is a uh, strong, that is strong so words. Good. Strong words. But yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I just got uh, my local. I know that I know that Eddie said he had a had a had a beer. I'm not sure entirely what he had. But, oh, Eddie um, in Dublin. Uh, you should definitely uh, shoot that to so us. Cheers. In the, shoot that to us in the Discord. Oh, yeah, 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 Brian yeah, and did. Houston, you should also be shooting that to us in the Discord, just to name two. Uh, as for me, uh, I'm kind of boring. Uh, I already kind of, I kind of polished it off, and now I just have the water drink. Uh, but I what? had uh, Kansas City Beer Companies. Uh, yeah, I need to go to the store later. Well, I'm gonna do that after this, after we record, finish recording here. But uh, I'm gonna then. Uh, get more of my Hefeweizen, my the Bavarian style wheat beer that is made by Kansas City Beer Company. Actually, when the first night that they opened, it was the beer that I had, and I told the beer master uh, Steve Holly, I told him that that was single-handedly the best beer that I had ever tasted in my life, and it still holds up as an incredibly great beer. Uh, you know, in 2009, it won the Great International Beer Competition's gold medal and won silver at the North American Beer Awards. You know, it is a truly great beer. And hey, if you like it hazy, well, it definitely fits in with this kind of lovely uh, spring type of year. But now that that's gone, I've gone back to the water drinking. <laughs> ah, that's totally fine. That's totally good. Yeah, yeah so Eddie is drinking Rheinbacher. Um, just got that from the chat, right? So, yeah. um, and Brian's good. drinking a proper Texas beer, a proper, te- a proper, te- 
no, look, there's a strong uh, German population, uh, Texas German population uh, down south. Well, oh, yeah, China. For me book. and Nathan. I've... Yeah, China is a small uh, German part of the German community, and the uh, China Brewing Company has had its little brewery going for quite a long time. I forget, like, how long it is, but uh, been uh, open. But uh, Scheinobach is the kind of most widely distributed of their beers there. So I totally, I totally agree with uh, and approve of that as one. I think I had the... Hell yeah. on one of our episodes maybe uh last christmas t- time or maybe it was the time before that i think i had a uh i think i had the shiner uh holiday cheer their uh their winter uh their winter offering so i'm not a I've fan been... of winter beers yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> the spice exactly so <laughs> we have wasted enough time on but Waste is not the right term. I was we have just about spent on enough time on the uh, talking about Prost. hashtag what are we drinking. So to all of our uh, listeners, we say Prost. 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 And now, segment two, here we come. And now back segment two. Hey, I'm Chuck Frankfurt. We're talking about all things uh, 2005-2006 as the Eintracht returned on the Friedheim Funkel and Herbert Ruchagen uh, to the Bundesliga. We were looking to end the run of being that elevator club. Ever since our first relegation in the 90s happened, we were just bouncing up and down. Could not get any consistency in terms of of uh, staying in one de- and staying in the Bundesliga, which was you know up until then we were there from the very beginning, kind of like the Haas Vow, just without the clock. And <laughs> uh, yeah, then uh, Friedhelm Funkel came to the Eintracht in the 0405 season, and uh, we ended up finishing in third in the Bundesliga, uh, Zweite Liga, excuse me. Uh, at that time, we had Brookhagen and Funko had uh, kind of joined the club just recently. And then we ended up uh, having a very long season, just to kind of premise it, uh, 04 05. You know, it wasn't until match day 29 that the Eintracht finally were in a promotion spot. And at the time, uh, third place was able to get you automatically promoted. It's not this uh, relegation playoff then, that then would uh, help secure other teams. So. We're back in the big town. We're back in the Bundesliga. We're all excited and everything. We start off absolutely playing like shit. We don't get out of the relegation spot for the remainder of the season. We stayed out uh, after the completion of match day 10. That's how far it took for the Eintracht to finally get themselves underway. And how did the Eintracht do that? Well, it was a part of a doubleheader of matches. You had the DFB Pokal versus Schalke, and then you had the Bundesliga versus Köln. And Eintracht blitzed a Schalke team that should have been a little bit better that day. The Eintracht came away uh, playing a rather empty, if you look at the highlights, kind of empty 
uh, <laughs> Comic Mech Arena uh, as the Eintracht dispatched uh, Schalke Null Vier uh, Zex Sunul uh, six nothing in that second round of the DFB Pokal, and then the Eintracht would leave the relegation. You know, at least you know finishing that match day in the relegation places, leave that in the past for the remainder of the season as they went on to play uh, at home against FC. S. Seikon and score six goals as well. Uh, the foosball god was quite busy during that time uh, putting goals in. He was not the leading sco- goal scorer as we had uh, the Greek uh, Am- Amanda Didis. Uh, probably got that wrong. <laughs> and we also had uh, uh, Chao Duri. Um, I think he was the, uh, that was Duri Cha's son, wasn't it, Roman? Yeah, no, that was yes. Bumkuncha's son, Dugicha, and of course, he have a personal story because actually, so here's the coolest thing, yep. is like where I am right now. You love Dugicha. The house just across <laughs> here, that's where Bumkuncha used to live. And I, I told you guys already, I don't know if I probably told this, uh. I was, uh, I actually <laughs> took a bath with, um, uh, uh, with, with Duri and his sister and not only me like all the kids like here you know where we lived we were like you know that small i don't remember it but there's like a photo you know of like us at the bathtub and like little heads you know like sticking out and um so like duri yeah so actually our neighbor's cat used to be called duri and i never understood until duri actually played for frankfurt like, ah, because i remember uh, chabum right or um uh, because he lived right here, so that's uh, that's my my little. And I, I was a big fan of him, right? So obviously, and I always wanted to go by at practice, and I wanted to tell him, "Hey, Duri, do you want to see, you know, like the house where you grew up, you know, your uh, where you used to live?" Um, because um, you know they could have just, you know, was a, was a, was a good time, but I never did. That was one of the big mistakes that I did in my life, you know, one of the chances that I. Uh, that it didn't grab, and yeah, had a had a had a coolest chant as well, right? There was this thing like the do 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 do, ri 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 ri, cha 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 cha, do ri do ri cha. So that was like the it was super cool, you know. It's like the whole state, the whole crowd was like this do do. It's awesome. That was good, and um, there's a nice hip hop song about do ri cha as well. Um, I don't know if you probably, I could, I'm not going to sing any of that, obviously, but yeah, Google Duricha on YouTube and probably something and you'll, you'll find it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. So the, the Cha family, um, even though they have no idea I exist, um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, big, big fan of them. So uh, Chabum and Duri, yeah. Greetings. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Some of the stuff that, Roman, some of the, stuff, the stories that you come out with, Ah, just blows the mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this bl- uh, mind-blowing season for some Eintracht fans, uh, as you know, reaching the Depe Pokal final is an incredibly great feat after the kind of tumultuous uh, nature that the Eintracht had kind of been in and amongst for literally the last decade after being, you know, a consummate uh, top-end team in the Bundesliga. Uh, yeah, as Eintracht went through the seasons, you had was that the Div- picking up wins where we Div- could. was that the picking up wins where you was could. that the DFB Pokal uh, um, season where we played Offenbach, or was that later or earlier? No, 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 no. no. Uh, that was a couple of seasons uh, later. My so uh, first round of the Pokal, uh, Rolf Weiss Ober- Oberhausen. 
Yeah. I think that's somewhere in the north. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, in the that's near uh, I near Dortmund and the whole. Um, I can give you an, an interesting oh, story all, about Rotweiss Oberhausen, right? Just to <laughs> interfere. Because so Go for it. the the chant, you know, like the um, you know, you say like Eintracht, and the others say Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah, this one exactly. Like the this, I I think the birthplace was Rotweiss Oberhausen. I don't know if it was that game. It was I think during a second league match against Rotweiss Oberhausen, but um, it was this thing where we say ten thousand Frankfurter, right? So that was like our slogan whenever we would go away to an away game. There was this thing ten thousand Frankfurters because like your second league usually they're like I don't know twelve thousand people in the stadium in total and we're saying okay so if ten thousand people from Frankfurt watch a game we make every away game a home game. That's how this kind of all started. And and we used oh, to do this brilliant. Eintracht Frankfurt, you know, and the funny thing is that because we were like so many, the Frankfurt fans in the stadium were the complete half, right? So you had like the whole round part of the of the stadium um, was so let's say the right side was completely packed with Frankfurt people, and um, and this was and usually you're just like one block, right? So when you're away, um, and this was the first time there was this time lag, right? Where if we would scream something, it would arrive later on the other side, and if they wanted to scream the same thing, there would be like this time lag thing, right? Do you know what I mean? Just because of the distance of the, the yeah. fans. I mean, they were all crazy 10,000 Frankfurt supporters. And just because they were sitting basically across the field, um, the time thing made it that <laughs> we were able to do this Frankfurt wait because it took a while until they picked up. And then we would hear the Frankf uh, the, the Eintracht. So we would say Eintracht and then we would hear the Frankfurt later on. It's kind of like an echo, right? And this was like for me and I... I would even bet money on that this was kind of like the birthplace of the counter song, you know, where one says this, the other says um, the rest. Um, because that was this day in Oberhaus. It was fascinating because we we're like standing, we we're chanting, and it was weird because we we're trying to coordinate because it was, there was a time lag all the time. We we're trying to chant something, and there were always these three, four seconds behind, right? So, uh, and. And then we, we came up, not we as me, but like, you know, the crowd itself, we came up with this uh, with this cross chant, right? Where we say Frankfurt, we wait, or we say Eintracht, then we wait because it's going to take a while and they got to learn. They're gonna, and then they say Frankfurt and then we applaud them. And then, you know, we did like the back and forth because obviously from the Oberhausen side, there were like no real big supporters. So there was, there were more fans from Frankfurt in the stadium than from uh, other teams and therefore we were playing these back and forth games right where like um, you know we were battling rather each other than um, the the opponent uh, fans and so that was for me that was the birthplace of you know a lot of these fan interaction between certain sides because we learned Shit, that is awesome. You know, that's cool. We say something, they finish, you know. And uh, that's one of my, my Oberhausen memories um, that I have. I don't think it was that Dave Biboka could have been even. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, little. As the Eintracht got through, uh, they ended up playing FC Nuremberg, winning that uh, in penalties to get through into the quarterfinals. Then we had to travel south to face the other Munich, 1860, 60. Eintracht 
really just destroyed them uh, three to one in that one. And then you also had uh, in the semifinal before we get to Eintracht versus Bayern, uh, you had Eintracht hosting uh, the semifinal. Something that it's always kind of irked me a little bit that in our recent, we're now in the third semifinal in four seasons. And, you know, we went away to Gladbach. And then we went away to Schalke. And now we're going to be away to Bayern. It's just kind of interesting that it's been that long uh, when we played uh, Bielefeld uh, at the Waldstadt in April of 06. That was the last time that we were in a semifinal that we were at home. So interesting fact that the Eintracht uh, has not been a part of of late. Yeah. Or at least I found it interesting. So that set up uh, Diepe Pokal final uh, end of April, April the 29th. Uh, normal, uh, as this was 2006, the, uh, the FIFA World Cup was going to be held in Germany, and so they needed to get all the stadiums kind of ready. And as the uh, Olympia Stadion, you know, will be hosting the final and many other games besides, they played uh, the Diepe Pokal final. Uh, little later in the season, right in between Eintracht's 2-0 win over Stuttgart and then the 2-2 draw with Kaiser Slautern. But by that time, the Eintracht had ensured that they would have Bundesliga survival for the first time in a long time. But bigger fish to fry was De Bayern, uh, Bayern, led by, captained by Oliver Kahn, who was just mentioned earlier. Other players that some, uh, that people will recognize mostly because they are influential people now. You had Claudio Pizarro, currently still <laughs> at Werder Bremen somehow, <laughs> some way. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts that he's still there. You had a young Bastian Schweinsteiger who was on the bench. He did not feature in this match. And you had on the right wing for Bayern... Hassan Salahamitic, who is currently Bayern's sporting director. Uh, Philip Lahm, who would end up captaining the German national team to the 2014 uh, World Cup triumph. And I mean, the kind of, uh, in terms of names that some people might recognize, that might kind of. Uh, yeah, just some name end dropping. Right. Here. There. Yeah. I mean, Felix Magath is the yeah. coach, right? So I would say that's also. A... Yeah, the former Eintracht coach. I mean, he didn't. He really did badly with us. But this was uh, this was back when he had more hair and more color in his hair. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we can like Marco Ross was playing. You know, I mean. That's mm -hmm. yeah, uh, exactly Marco Ross is the left there's our, is our the Pizarro. final player left over. Yeah, yeah, him and Alex Meyer would then feature in uh, Eintracht's most recent uh, Pokal uh, finals in 07, uh, 17 and eighteen, which you know was really great that you still had players left over from those days. But to be fair, uh, no one on the bench and from the rest of the squad for the most part, mm -hmm. I. Don't, so far as I'm aware of, and I'll go through the lineup. Yad, Oka, Nikolov, la, 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 la. Uh, with the captain's <laughs> armband between the sticks, uh, you had Marco Remer, uh, who would get injured early in the first half and have to go off uh, to be replaced by Daniel Heman, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, anyways, yeah, Marco Ruz, yeah, Alexander Vasakov. Fas Vazowski, good grief, can't talk today. Uh, 
Uh, I guess the beer went straight to my head from earlier. <laughs> uh, Patrick Oaks, Krista uh, Speicher, Benjamin Hugo, uh, Stefan Lixa, Alexander Alex. My uh, all gone. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fell on that one there, guys. <laughs> Benjamin Benjamin Koha and Ionas Amanatidis. Uh, in the starting mm-hmm. lineup with Marcos Pro, Christopher Reinhardt, Marcos Weisenberger, Davu, uh, uh Chaman, mm-hmm. Alexander uh, Shuro, and Francisco Copado uh, were on the bench for the Eintracht with Friedheim Funko. Ah. Uh, now, formerly, uh, now, the now retired Friedheim Funko. Uh, on the bench for that. Definitely one of my top so. five, three Frankfurt coaches in, 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 I think I have to make my <laughs> list at some point. Top five, definitely. Yeah. De- uh, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to really argue, uh, what he was able to bring to the Eintracht, you know, relegation, survival, uh, we became a stabilized club, uh, during his, t- uh, I was. Hey, we stabilized ourselves after a long period, long decade of just balancing between the leagues. That was pretty horrible. And you could say, as allowed for the Eintracht, even when they got relegated in uh, 2010, 2011, we were able to bounce back immediately and haven't, you know, been the Bundesliga ever since. You had that solidity that was created in the 05, 06 season. And we only so, lost by one uh, you know? I mean, that's like, uh, uh, yeah. you know, that's like what I think is the, the cro- magic of the game, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Corner kick to Pizarro. Pizarro puts it in. Funny, interestingly enough, uh, now, getting video on this is very difficult indeed. Uh, Friedhelm Funko was sent to the stands, yep. you know, uh, two thirds of the way through the match. So, I mean, it really, you know, when you're making a substitute, you know, that early in the first half, 34 minutes in, and then, you know, it, that's, <laughs> it didn't really, the Eintracht was not set up. We were definitely playing the underdog card there, and we held our own against. A Bayern side that had many, many players who would then be on uh, World Cup rosters. You know, we, you know, less than, I guess, I guess it was the World Cup started like five or six weeks later. But you, ha- if you look at the, like on a player-by-player uh, level, Bayern had almost all of their starting lineup uh, what was featured at that World at that summer's World Cup, including players on the bench as well. And, you know, the Eintracht was just there just to enjoy themselves, enjoy the moment in the sun, enjoy <laughs> the moment at the Olympia Stadion. It didn't, hey, it was a, it was an unexpected uh, moment in Eintracht, uh, uh, in Eintracht history, and one that I think, it's a shame. It, there's a great video of uh, Tankard uh, playing to the fans uh, that they would then replicate in 17 and 18, playing from the the fans at the Eintracht in, and something that now like people like just think just happens all the time. But you know, in 05, mm-hmm. 06, 
Eintracht was just looking to stay up in the Bundesliga, go figure that they would run through teams that were well-established in the Bundesliga to make it all the way to the final in an unexpected fashion and one that has created a lot of memories ever since. It, to, for my fandom, it is a crying, it is a shame for me that I had to, that I missed out on this as I only became really big into soccer during that summer's world cup. And I missed out on watching the Pokemon. Yeah. So you started in soccer uh, 2006, but... the world cup. Yeah. That's cool. And ever since then, you know, I've always known that the Eintracht was finishing in there. And I thought to myself when I was like, Eintracht is my team. Hey, they recently made the cup final. They're playing in Europe next season. Just must be a team that is able to perform at this level on a regular basis. <laughs> Little did I know that I would have a well, uh, I would have a few. That there would be a few. <laughs> it struggles took you on a ride. Time, so. Yeah, the trickster yeah. team. Yeah, totally, totally took me on a ride for that. So, <sighs> Roman, you were living in China at the time, so that getting access to that must have been a uh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in two thousand six. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. And it's not really that long ago, and yet if you think of technology the way wise, that, that technology was, is, yeah, 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 um, and especially like when it talks to rights. I mean, like even when I moved to the states in 2012, trying to watch Bundesliga was like impossible, right? I think I think you only had Goal.com, you know, so it was like ridiculously how awesome it is right now where we actually had you know with fox soccer the previous years and now with espn you know so it's like that's prime bundesliga availability whereas before you know like i said uh 2006 in china yeah. like no way you could watch anything premiership it's you could always watch pretty awesome that right that was know, easy we are where but, we are uh, yeah so Dave people i mean Dave people is actually yeah, still just... kind of tough in the u.s it's um, awesome that we are able but, to enjoy uh, the Eintracht you know, in the way uh, that it's, uh, we currently are. It's changed so format, much to I the good. You know, from I, I think I told this in one of the other we're, episodes we're in, privileged when I went to, to high school in North Carolina right in 2005. And uh, uh, it's going to get better in the future. Yeah, 2005, 2006, hope, that's the first with, time we relegated. Uh, where I got on to no, no internet and I got a fax. You know, my dad would send me every fax on a Monday. And I would then have the little, you know, newspaper article with like all the matches and the table and that was all i got you know no no internet no nothing and uh yes yeah, so there was a really uh, funky time from you know the fax time to at least i had internet in china right i could refresh on the kicker uh de page you know to see the stats and i think i mean i was trying to look for a um a stream an illegal stream but uh, in china right <laughs> Illegal stream. <laughs> I don't even know if there is such a thing as an illegal stream in China because all the illegal streams come from China. No, <laughs> it's like if you try to do illegal betting in Russia, I don't think it works. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was trying to get an illegal stream in China, and I and uh, yeah, some memories. I, yeah, it's uh, was a, was a fun. I don't remember too much of the game though. Uh, so I can't really recall a lot on that. Besides that, I had a good time in China. Yeah. There you go. That's all exactly. that matters. Hey, you know, saw a different part of the world. You enjoyed yourself. Met, met, hung out with a nice lady, apparently. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. All right. So that kind of wraps up all the. Is we that all we have? For, hey, I tried. Do we have yeah, questions? You know. 
Oh, is that it? <laughs> oh, this has been a, Roman. This has been a long one. It was well overdue. We needed to go back to another portion of Eintracht history. I think we uh, we've got another one uh, at least uh, that we've kind of discussed uh, placing out there. So we'll be kind of putting it out there on. Uh, our social me- uh, media platforms that's facebook.com slash hefpod as well as twitter that's at hefpod uh, be kind of letting everybody know uh, how to join in on listening into our discord discussions yeah. uh, as we record live because that's a lot of fun Nathan yeah everyone get yeah. on discord you know join us join the conversation it's not uh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all you'll part see... of it <laughs> yeah You'll see uh, some uh, some ran- some random faces. You'll probably think, uh, "Who's this bearded guy? Who's, who's oh, just that because dude I did who shave. seems Come to be on. sitting outside?" <laughs> who? <laughs> it's my non-corona shave. My laziness. Like, why should I shave? I'm not going outside. And then you fucking start doing a video podcast thing here. I had to put a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's rough. We, well, you know when we. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Emmy. Emmy made her presence known. She voiced her opinion on the Eintracht and the the tough days that were at that time. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how long it's gonna last. She voiced her. So when is the Bundesliga yeah. going to start again? Is it uh, supposed to be May? So end of May. End of May. It, it's supposed to be. So yeah, the end of May is now looking more and more likely that that's going to be a, when uh, people will be allowed back. You know, players are in small groups, uh, so, training at present. So we're not going to play eleven, eleven. We're going to do five on five, or what? Like we <laughs> have <laughs> half nice. the size of the game. That'd be nice. We probably have a five on five. Goals. No duels. We'd probably have a chance at uh, maybe you know winning, winning out, and you know, <laughs> I mean, we can't. Get the <laughs> It'll just be shootouts. <laughs> exactly. That that would solve the whole problem. Just shootouts. Yeah, those not in ch- and not just shootouts, but change the shootout format so that's not just shooting from the penalty <laughs> spot. If anyone remembers or knows of oh, like the hockey. old North American Soccer League, where they dribbled from the halfway line and they had ten seconds to shoot and score, Ooh. it was really? some hilarity. And yes, it's exactly like the ice <laughs> hockey uh, kind of form of shootouts as well. You know, yeah. I mean, at times, look, at times, I think that the NHL should allow in the playoffs uh, to some degree. Look, I do like how they suddenly are like, no, it's five on five. It's just an extra period and golden goal takes it. Sometimes I think that uh, the penalty shootout is a better way of finishing it off. But that's just me. So, yeah. Yeah. So Eddie Eddie just said in the (laughs) chat that like three Cologne staff were diagnosed with COVID-19. I didn't even hear about yeah. this. And they're, they're, they're taking in. Look, they they want to do all this special testing for the players. You know, they're going to be acquiring mm. them in like legal ways, but that's a lot of testing that they're going to be taking out just to make sure that every single player is good to go. And you know, separate the staffs and all that sort of thing. And yeah, but yet, what is the staff? You know, if one of the staff has it. Those are. Yeah, and the whole then, separation. Like, they're supposed to isolate the teams. Yeah, and I. It just seems so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, we could play without uh, FC Köln, but probably they would have any. I don't know. I don't think it would find a majority among the Köln fans. Exactly, I can totally. It's like a tree. That. If a tree falls True. in the woods. If a tree fa- does, uh, if a tree falls in the woods, doesn't make a noise. I mean, I put Paderborn on that status. Just saying, and you know, they're already already in the relegation positions. I mean. It yeah. just sucks that 
if we've really said, yep, we're closing the season down, we're done, we're just going to... Look, they're doing that in France, and not... I mean, maybe there are clubs that are in a financial predicament that could then go under, but, I mean... Well, yes, I do agree, Eddie, that, uh, you know, three points, you it should be a guarantee for us, but, I mean, we thought that as we, uh, we went into... Uh, oh, the, the other ones, uh, that, winter yeah. pause, and that ended up that ended up being a kick in the teeth. Uh, and, you know, we're gonna have to play them away to Cologne. But you know, if the season stopped now, I mean, we still have an unplayed game between ourselves and Werder Bremen. And uh, not that it would change where Werder Bremen would be in the standings, but you know, it would mean that. I mean, what do you do? Do you get rid of the relegation playoff? Is it just two teams that go down and two teams that go up? Is it three teams that go down and three teams that go up? I mean, it's all sorts of stuff that's hanging in there. And, uh, yeah, when time comes that we finally have something official coming down, we'll be back here recording, talking about all things Eintracht Frankfurt. For those of us who joined us in the Discord, thank you. For those of us who uh, survived this marathon... I mean, <laughs> also known all the other activities. So I'm super cool. I mean, we're still a very small group on the Discord channel, uh, but even very active. And I think that's the magic, you know, it's that, that everyone kind of, it's it's not, I think that what's most important, it's not our channel. It's not Nathan, Brian's, and my channel. It's all of ours. It's like, you know, the collective US or we're English I-truck speaking, Eintracht family. family, even Germans obviously allowed, but I think it's super cool. I'm I'm glad, and I even like it, you know, like even like knowing that even if it's only very few people are listening, but it's a difference, you know. I like I like the live concept, um, uh, you know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm yeah, a big fan. It's here. different when you just talk to the screen than if you actually talk to actual people, right? And you know that, yeah. Exactly. So if I raise my glass, you know, somebody actually sees it, you know. Or if I go for a little run to the bathroom, some people see that too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that can be that. Can, well, we don't want to. We don't want to really watch that because then. Oh, of what's course the, not. I mean, like he doesn't want to hear the flush. Don't he doesn't want to hear that. Don't worry. Uh, uh, my brain bad times there. What? <laughs> it was. It was by the in, in the beginning of the pods or what? That's no. the power of. Anyways, editing. yeah. Drunken hilarity would then ensue, you know, people balancing a mass Krugs on their heads, mass hysteria. So something that we can look forward to in the future. The talent. You know, it's only going to, it's only, look, we do this for the fans. <laughs> we do this for fun. And if anything well, else, just to make our, don't do it keep for ourselves sane. <laughs> we don't do it for the money. No, no, no. It's no, not no, for no. the money. Uh, it is... It's a money sink. Yeah, if anything, it's a money sink. <laughs> what a fun you know, money so. sink. It's like the same, you know, you, when you when exactly. you go drink and have a mm-hmm. few beers and have a lot of fun, you know, you're usually losing a lot of money. So it's the same with podcasts, you know. It's not a, it's not a, just, it's for the fun. you got to pay for fun. Exactly. It's a mental health it's thing. It's for fun. So that's going to wrap it up for our Hey Eintracht Frankfurt episode 125. Whew. Getting up there, boys. We're getting up there. Um ways mm-hmm. that you can get in contact with us uh we have our discord channel so discord uh app.com look uh under channels it's uh hey eintracht frankfurt podcast uh we post that out usually once or twice a week uh the link to 
join yeah. in that chat. So if you who are a listener have not joined, please do so. Uh, if you have not had a chance to like and follow our Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. All the latest Eintracht Frankfurt news in the English language and new episode drops as well are there as well. So check that out. Uh, email the podcast if you have an idea of something that you want to bring up on the show uh, that might not, if you're not... Uh, uh, able to do the discord we need a fax number <laughs> too a, you know? we Frankfurt. need a fax number that's what we need <laughs> yeah <laughs> send us a fax at uh, <laughs> plus one <laughs> six five oh <laughs> hey eintrack frankfurt at gmail.com and also on twitter at hef pod uh where can we find these two gentlemen well roman where can you be found uh, but him, uh, right uh, now uh, oh yeah yeah well you know twitter <laughs> you find me at uh, sfb eagles even though you know ah, corona times i'm not really that active right now you know the whole i'm also very busy with work so uh, i'm not really in the in the soccer bubble right now i'm kind of more like in my work bubble but uh i hope yeah. uh, you know when this bundesliga season starts again I'm, uh, so sfp eagles i might not be as responsive as i should be uh, and also uh, instagram also sfp eagles um also of course under my real name on linkedin twitter and facebook and all the other ones so I'm I'm out there somehow but i'm horrible in responding right so my response my uh, yeah even like a business, you know, it's like it's, I, I, I have certain channels I monitor and the rest <laughs> can take a long time. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, where can we find you outside out in the social media yeah. landscape outside of, you know, physically in the greater metropolitan area of St. Louis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah outside of uh, home projects that I invent for myself to do right now while I'm not working. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. Uh, also mention uh, for the Discord channel, we have a pinned tweet on our Twitter account at HEFpod on Twitter.com um, that you can uh, join in there. So it's it's all right there. So we're going to do more of these video, video things. I think that's Brian. also very cool. So we're going to do more live and yeah. more video. It's even like for me, easy as I see you two guys. Um, you know, it's a good, good thing. Indeed yeah. it is. Oh, technology. Indeed it is. And you can find me uh, also. Brian, where can we reach <laughs> yeah, you? It's a wonderful thing. Okay. You can reach me on Twitter at KCSGE. Uh, I'm also pretty uh, able to keep uh, everything on the Facebook channel uh, updated. So whenever something new drops there, if you want to message uh, the podcast on the Facebook page, uh, more than likely, uh, I'll be responding to that. I'll respond to all the emails and Twitter questions as well. So if you have a question uh, that you want us to address in the next episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, if you have a, a segment idea such as a moment in Eintracht Frankfurt history that you would like us to examine, we will uh, get to work on that. I'm always open. I'm all, I'm I'm friendly. Hell I yeah. don't bite. I but reach out. I just got a dog who's really needy. Yes, Emmy, we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's dinner time for yeah, my dog. Exactly, so exactly. So from all that being said, uh, follow us all on Facebook, uh, Twitter, email us at hey, uh, also on our Gmail address. So uh, from all of us here at Hey Uncheck Frankfurt, juice, juice, juice. Hey, I'm trying to find you, 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 I'm trying to